This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. And welcome into another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I am Brandon Spinner alongside in person, my buddy, Michael Burns. This is the first time in about a year, bud. It's, it's good to see you. It's been about a year since you left me. Yeah, I left you about a year ago to move to Cincinnati, Ohio. But we're not in Huntsville. We're not in Cincinnati. We're in Nashville. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch the video. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button in the link below. But we're at Nashville Barrel Company. Thank you, guys. We've got Kelly and James here who welcomed us, welcomed us in. Uh, we'll talk about some whiskey, some bourbon, some awesome stuff. So introduce yourselves. We've got James and Kelly. James, can you explain what, yeah, what yeah. you are? Um, I'm James. I'm one of the co-founders here at Nashville Barrel Company. I run the single barrel program. I do all the blending. Um, anything that goes in a bottle pretty much uh, goes through me. Uh, production, all of that. Awesome. Now, when it comes to uh, you know the label side or creative side, far away from that. <laughs> uh, that's what uh, Kelly, Kelly's here for. And Kelly, you've been here for about a year or just under a year, right? I'm in there. I'm getting there. It's quickly passing, which is nice. I'm Kelly. I'm our VP of Brands. So I am the newest member of the team and really kind of to bring us to the next level, geographically grow, all those fun things that uh, happen when a company matures. Awesome. We are a bourbon and baseball podcast, but we also go into the whiskey uh, version of the bourbon as well. So it's not just bourbon strict. Michael and we I had scotch. Even we had, we had scotch. We muscled there, through. Yeah, we muscled through that one. That, that podcast hasn't dropped yet, but you keep an eye out for that. For those of you who can join us on Instagram, Barrels and Barrels Pod. Also Facebook, Barrels and Barrels Pod and YouTube, Barrels and Barrels Pod. If you want a, a T-shirt, we've got stickers as well. Head on over to our uh email barrels and barrels at gmail.com and we can get one of those sent out to you so national barrel company we are a bourbon and baseball podcast but we're going to talk the bourbon and whiskey portion of it first so nbc uh you started this right james yes sir one of, uh, one of the two found you yes, sir. There, there's three, three uh tell us the story how did it all all begin yeah yeah so uh nbc started uh, actually a little Backstory on myself, um, I was born and raised right here in uh, just south of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Franklin, Tennessee is where I'm from. Okay. Um, but I graduated high school, joined the Navy, was on a submarine for five years, came back home, uh, realized the government wasn't going to keep putting money in my bank account, and uh, decided I had to get a job. Mm -hmm. uh, my first job was a nighttime closer at a, a retail liquor store. Ended up working up in a general manager. Worked up into opening my own store here in the Nashville area, um, and then uh, met Mike along the way. So during that, picking barrels, doing a lot of those things around here. Um, did that for a decade. Well, Mike's done a ton for charity. Um, mm -hmm. We do some things. Um, he does some stuff called F Cancer is one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raises money for some real, yeah, yeah, exactly. Does raises for good causes. Um, but he actually started running his barrels through my store. Um, so that oh, way, you know, that charity yeah. aspect, we met through that started hanging out um you know one thing came to another we bought some barrels um you know let some of our friends try them and uh now we're here yeah did you anticipate it growing into no, that you took the liquor no, store sir. job at all no, it was sir. just <laughs> nope. it was just money in the, in the in the bank account at that point yeah uh, yeah i mean it was just it was money starting off i had no plan to make it i, I didn't know what i wanted to do right 
It's funny how things work out. Yes, sir. And that was 2016? <laughs> I, I, no, no. When I first started, that was back in the end of 2010. Oh, 2010. Okay. When I, I got out of the Navy in September 29th, 2010. So it was October, November time frame. Okay. And when did National Barrel Company like really come together for you? National Barrel Company, uh, we put our first bottle product out February of 2020. Okay. Is when it first came into the market. Now, we bought barrels, you know, a couple of years yeah. back, so on and so forth. But the first bottle product was out in 2020. And since then, you've exploded, really. You're everywhere, right? We're out there. Yeah. <laughs> we're, out, we're out there. Just a little humble brag there. I know, Kelly, you've been a big part of that since you came here. We were talking off camera. Uh, when you got here in June, you guys were at six states, you said? Six, seven-ish. Not, not too many. We were not in the double digits. And you're well past double digits now. Yeah, we should close out Q1, launching our 25th state. Half the United States. And yeah, that's traditional distro, uh, not just online. With our online piece of distribution, we're hitting, I think, 42 or 46 states now. So if there's uh, a want for a Nashville yeah. barrel, you're going to be able to find it. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what makes you guys stand out? opposed to a different distillery or a different company out there, right? Um, I guess the easiest way to say it is we, we actually do tours and experiences here, which a lot of places yeah. do. One of our tours that we do is called the Friends of NBC Tour. And it's actually right in that room right there. Um, you can see from here, Blom Brothers Distilling. Yeah, that's out of actual, Western Illinois. Yeah, Matt and Mike Blom are real good friends. Oh, wow. So um, they did the Old Fangled Nodder back in the yeah. day. Um, I picked, so in retail, I picked the first barrels of Blom down here in Nashville. Oh, wow. Yeah. With all that. So they're friends. Um, same thing. We got Pinhook, Wilderness Trail. Yeah. Um, uh, Taconic. Oh, so we've got yeah. Taconic Maple in there. So, uh, but it's called the Friends of NBC Torch. So you can come here, taste all of their product right out of their barrel, along with ours. We'll tell you what the differences are. So I'm not going to tell you right. mine's better than anybody right. else's. Ours is just going to be different, uh, depending on what you like. Right. Uh, now, we, we definitely go through... Um, a few different processes, you know, I taste through barrels before we put anything out. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, we're just looking for good product. That's what's going to be. And that, that's the great thing. Like you said, you know, you're not going to state that ours is necessarily better, but everyone's palate's different. We, we Brandon's tried different things. We've tried higher end stuff and lower end, and so he rates it one thing and I rate another, but we both appreciate, and that's the great thing about, about bourbon, whiskey, and Yes, sir. And the market in general. Yeah, we almost have like a fun drinking game that say every time. I know John Edwards says it as well. Like the thing that makes whiskey great yeah. is that everybody has a different palate. So one thing may fit Michael or you, and it may not be my palate at all, but I may love something. And you're like, yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, 100%. So, um, Kelly was talking to us about truck days. Can you explain what a truck day for you is like? Uh, I actually was planning for a truck day this morning. Uh, so next Friday, I've got another truck coming in. Um, but yeah, we uh, get a truckload of barrels. Um, so we, we get here. Uh, typically, the truck gets here before 8 o'clock. That's what our plan is. We mm -hmm. want uh, because it makes our day go a lot smoother than just in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, we get them off, unloaded, bag tagged. Um, you know, stenciled everything, and then uh, it's where we go through, or we, um, I'll start to go through and taste, and you know, depending on what the product is, depending if it's, you know, a five-year bourbon or an eight or nine-year-old bourbon, you know, everything's yeah. got its place. Uh, when we first started, like one of my first truckloads getting here was some five-year-old bourbons um, from MGP, mm -hmm. that's where they're from, um, but they're supposed to be for our um, 
a batch. I was, I was going to yeah. play. We bought them at like three years old. Uh, played a batch of them. Um, but I'd say it's then. Yeah. So they the first truck came in, uh, popped open one of the barrels. I had to rebung a few of them. The the bugs, you yeah. know, stuff happens, of yeah. course. Travel. Uh, so uh, had to quality control them, and uh, I QC'd a few, and uh, I called my partner, Mike. He's out of town. It's like, you want the good news or bad news? <laughs> and he said, well, what do you mean? He's like, the truck just got there. I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, bad news is uh, I don't know what we're going to do for uh, our cast blends because these are all single barrels. Yeah. Even though they were only five years old, um, you know, age is nothing but a number and a mindset. If it's oh, good, it's cool. good. Right. Uh, which I've got a five-year-old Kentucky bourbon up here. Um, you know, we'll, we'll taste it whenever. Um, you know, I, it doesn't have to be, you know, seven, eight, ten years old for it to be in the ball. It's all about taste because I'll drink my five and six-year-old over some of my older stuff right. that I have in here right now. Yeah. So yeah, truck truck days are a lot of fun, and depending on what the rest of the day has planned, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do the barrels start tasting better as the day goes on? Sometimes, or well, yes. You stop <laughs> yourself when you realize that. Yeah, I mean, yes. Well, they have to acclimate too. That that's my excuse. Uh, <laughs> but no, they um, when they come in a lot of times, depending on the time of year, they can be really cold, so they're not going to show like they would after they you know yeah. get, get to you know temperature. I say room temperature, but. You know, not outside. Right. Right. Acclimate. So, so that I makes want... me sound like that. That makes me tell me that you enjoy your neat then. You don't like it. I drink it, like everything neat. Everything. Yes. I mean, right. I, if I go out to dinner, I'm like, tail here. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. That told me right there. If you needed to acclimate and get down, if it was too cold that you like at room temperature, don't mess with it. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm the same way. <laughs> Kelly, I want to hear your side of truck days. <laughs> truck days are fun to me because it's the best interruption to my day because yeah. James will just come up with a little glass a little beaker have a taste oh you're not going to believe this one so it's literally or you're if you got free time come down here and, and go through them with them and it is fun to keep it on your desk like he's saying you know some of those barrels that's the first time they're being opened or um, exposed to oxygen so yeah. they change immensely from that first sip to you know an hour later three hours later so um, it's a fun process and it's like watching kind of the the master uh, at work here you know we like to call him our mix master and it's literally just a coal system and he you see that mind working at all times and he has the calendar uh kind of in his mind knowing what's coming up and i know this will hit this market really well i know that this group is looking for this this will hit their palate so it's it's amazing the the mental capacity that goes behind purposing these barrels you don't think of that you're like oh it's just a, it's a good bourbon we can use it here or there no there is truly a a methodical coal system that james does on, on truck day all in his head i all mostly all in his head. <laughs> we're working on getting some more of that on emails and paper but you know with growth comes change so yeah. <laughs> we try to help james on the yes, first part that's a, that's a lot of my job so you poured us was it the eight year so this this is uh, an eight year old Kentucky. Okay. Um, now this is all all of these are barrel proof, so none of this is cut. Uh, okay. The, whatever we taste, uh, none, of, none of this is cut. Now this uh, eight year old Kentucky bourbon, um, it's in an independent stave barrel, or it was in an independent stave Cooper's barrel. Um, it has a birthday beginning of September this year is when they would turn nine. Okay. Uh, on, on this. Um, now, I believe this barrel, this is actually going to Alaska, if I recall. Yeah, this is this is brown jug, so store up in Alaska. Um, but a little over 115, 115.74 is a proof on this. Uh, 
Now that's in a Nash Tucky uh, bottle. So we also have Nash Tucky here. Uh, that's one of the brands yeah. we do. Don's is our Kentucky distillate. That's yeah. the Kentucky distillate, and anything in the regular National Barrel Company would be Indiana distillate. For the for the most part, now it does say on the back whether it's distilled. Yeah. We've done a few under the NBC label with uh, Kentucky product, okay. but that's predominantly uh, Nash Tucky. And do you get to pick them from your source, or do they just send them from you, or send them to you? Excuse me. So, I mean, when when purchasing barrels, you know, so um, you know, we'll get depending if it's from a broker, distillery, who, what, when, where, we'll get different samples, and they'll say, you know, there's 20 in this run, 200 in this run. Okay. So we'll taste through if I like the one that has 20. Typically, we'll just buy that. Yeah. Don't, don't need any more samples. Right. Um, but you know, if there's you know 100, 200. 500 however many say okay go ahead and pull a few more like pull some more from that run so we can see where they're actually all at because one really won't show what they're all like so taste through all these before we we buy now we bring them down because i don't have room here on site right now right. for all of our barrels yeah um so right now they're either at the uh distillery or the broker that we bought them from yeah uh, and this year hopefully can fix that with the new warehouse putting out back okay. so I can get all my product on site. But right now I have to bring them down. You know, if I need more, uh, you know, my six year old Indiana bourbon mm -hmm. or, you know, my eight year old Kentucky, that's where, you know, I brought Peter to pay Paul for space <laughs> out here. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried. So how long from the time a barrel arrives here to a time that you get in the bottle? Depends on that. Lately all, it's quick. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> these eight years have really been, been going uh, pretty quick, but it all depends on what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, this, if you look above us, there's barrels upstairs. Okay. So this, this mezzanine, actually that whole wall over there is barrels. So, you know, it gets a lot hotter up there yep. than it does down here. So stuff needs more time. You know, I have a place where I- So you are aging here. Yes, oh okay. yes sir. Yeah. yeah. And I saw out back barrels back there too. Everything you see out back, um, those are all, if they have anything, it's just water. Oh, okay. Um, because if we didn't do that, somebody jumped the fence with yeah. a drill. Um, but that's, yeah. that's now there are conics and bones. Yeah. We've got three full conics boxes out back right now as well okay. that we're using for space inside yeah. this next room. Yeah. When, when do you plan on having that fully done? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this year, knock on knock on barrel. Lots of find around. <laughs> I was gonna say I got something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So Meredith was telling us as we came in here that this is relatively new. This space, right? Uh, can you tell us about the new space? Yeah. How awesome! This, for those of you, you need to watch on YouTube. Number one, if you're if you're not watching, but uh, we're gonna have some more information out on our YouTube page. So go check us out there. But. For those listening to the podcast, explain how you guys came to this process and uh, what it's like. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking about the barrels for the Friends of NBC tour. So all those barrels in there have spigots. Those That wall was actually right here. So it was right on the other side of this, and this was all warehouse. So, so we're sitting right in the old warehouse. This is, this is yeah. warehouse. We tore that wall down the day before Thanksgiving, moved all the barrels, everything out. So this was all working warehouse, barrels, everything. See Rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> uh, that's, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that wall came down the uh, day before Thanksgiving because we used to do all of our tours, everything in there. I'll do barrel picks out here. But we tore that down. We get a lot more use out of the space. And, yeah. You know, people can come hang out back here. Um, you can also rent this out for private events, football games, yeah. whatever. But we also have a room here 
um, where you can do those tours that we were talking about. Yeah. And you're right into action. You know, if we go in there 10 foot over from that corner, the guys are bottling. Right. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you're in the warehouse for your tour, your picks, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but we made it more of an inviting feel, and you actually have space to enjoy yourself before our uh, tasting bar. You saw where that is yeah. out there. That area would get cramped. You know, we have people that come from the airport. Um, with their right. luggage and oh, stuff, right in, yeah. you know, waiting to check in or, or waiting to go to the airport uh, to leave, you know, and just stuff would get cramped. So this has really helped us. Yeah, out. you're right here. There's the Nissan Stadium and then the new MLS Stadium mm -hmm. right there going going up. Is it finished? It's done. It's, it's, yeah, so you got that right there, which will be a hot uh, for me. That this is a hot spot to come before there. This is a great hangout space. Yeah, we're two miles from downtown, which is great. We get yeah. experiential, purposeful visits. Yeah. We're not getting a lot of that walking traffic that maybe could, you know, alter somebody else's experience here. Mm -hmm. Being so airport adjacent, like James was saying, you know, we get people killing time prior to a flight or prior to a check-in. So with that being said, we're really watching kind of what our consumer demand is. And, you know, Thursday, Friday, we picked up... Um, started opening on Sunday, you know, cause it's wall to wall people in there on, you know, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturdays. And it was like, okay, what can we do to, you know, make it more enjoyable? How can they hang out? Yeah. We're averaging, you know, at our peak time, 600 new organic visitors through our door. Oh wow! So That's like, awesome. how do we kind of capitalize on that and make it more of a purposeful experiential visit? And that's where we've introduced the lounge and some more um, real estate here, obviously working with what we have, yeah. we've started doing a lot of private bookings, a lot of corporate stuff, you know, fantasy football drafts to oh. a happy hour. You know, um, a lot of the bars and restaurants have brought their executive teams, you know, the yeah. Weston's management group, when they were in town, they had all day meetings and then did a cool happy hour tasting with James here. So it gives us kind of another, another pillar right. in experience to then just tasting. So this podcast will drop after the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl is this upcoming Sunday, theoretically. It'll be open. Open, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really awesome. Really cool space. For those of you uh, just listening on the podcast, if you're in the Nashville area, you need to come check this out. Michael and I were literally blown away. Yeah, we walked in. We not you know, I, I have family who lives right here in Brentwood, and uh, we haven't made it. We, haven't, we almost came last weekend. We've almost come before, but I guess since this was here in November, I don't know if if uh, they know this is here as such an experience. And we walked in, there was the barrels here, the lights, you guys did very, very well. This, this, this is beautiful. Well, Michael even pointed out the, the staves on the ceiling. Like, I didn't notice that because the lights were a little more dim when we got here. But uh, that's really neat touch, just like the stagnation of them. Really cool space here. Now, let's dive into a tasting. If that's yeah, okay. I'm, 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 uh, Michael's been I'm, sniffing. I'm sniffing all drinking. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, too we've been good. tasting over yeah. here. <laughs> so right off the bat, what do you get? I get so as James was talking, you know, nothing is overly sweet, and I get that off my nose right away. I get that sweetness that I want from a bourbon mm -hmm. that um, that isn't too that isn't too dry, but it's not overly sweet that I'm drinking syrup, and that that's immediately will get off my nose. Followed maybe even even like some like mint leaf a little bit, some some leaf in there. You know, does that make if that makes sense? There's some, some spices, spices for for me. I've, I've got, got banana bread, bread really right off the the top. If you, guys, if you guys see on YouTube, Brandon's really getting into his separate <laughs> nostril sniffing here, and he 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 diving right right into creme brulee, creme brulee, a little bit for me, like the like uh, the burnt um, caramelized sugar almost. Mm -hmm. Right, and and then I, I mean I'm I'm almost done with this pour here, um, but it, it it drinks that way. It has the bite to it that you want though, so it's not too syrupy, it's not too it's not watery. 
um, and you, you're able to get that flavor without it. It doesn't taste young. Of course, it's not. No. Um, Very balanced. And then my, my finish here on this guy, it's it's not, you know, some some bourbon and whiskey can be oily and it, it finishes real flat and it fades real quick. This is lasting. And, it, and as I was able to make this uh, this pour here last through this <laughs> introduction. 20 minutes in or whatever, yeah. This introduction. Um, it, it it drinks very well and it tastes very well. It's, it's got it's very, it's got all the aspects of bourbon in here of a good bourbon. Yeah, I mean, I just smashed on. <laughs> I uh, <coughs> excuse me, and my mom always joked that I was born thirsty. Like I chug everything, uh, which is not great when it comes to the drinking straight alcohol. So but when you find yourself in your front lawn. Yeah, you know? a couple oh, times. So we've got a Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast rating scale, uh, which goes from Hall of Fame, top of the top, right? Only 1% of baseball players make the Hall of Fame. Very hard bar to reach. All-Stars next. We're two out of three, two to three players per team. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. We like to say those are the bottles that you have backups to your backups on, um, that if you see it, you just buy it. Uh, And then everyday player, then – that's a guy who's in the lineup every day, right? He's a contributor to the team. May not be the best player on the team, but he's consistent. He's always somebody that you want in your lineup. And as we describe it, any, it's always a bottle you want on your, your shelf uh, or at your bar. A bench player is one that mixes it up, right? Maybe not an everyday player, but comes in off the bench when you need a spark, need a change. Uh, and then there's designate for assignment. And in the baseball world, that means go find another home. Uh, hopefully we never rate those, but Michael, I call him the ax man. Usually (laughs) he's got all the DFAs. I've yet to do that to one. So Michael on our barrels and barrels of bourbon baseball podcast rating scale, where's this one? So this one is absolutely an all-star for me. Um, I think I've only had one all-star. This is number two Mm -hmm. for me. Um, so I'm, I'm, it had every, had complexity for me, had the flavor, it had the, the finish, the nose. Um, really just to me that, that finish is a big deal for me. That the flavor lasts, and I can my glass is empty, but I can still taste it five minutes later yeah. in my mouth. It changes as I'm talking, as as air hits my it hits my palate and everything. Um, this was an all star, absolutely. I'm gonna go with everyday player. Uh, I like this. It's not going to be something that blows me away. No offense, but I heard uh, <laughs> I really like it. As Michael, the finish to me is the best part of of this bottle. Uh, so this is the Nash Tucky special release, eight year Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Michael, your second all-star, man. I'm proud of you. It was fantastic. I'm yeah. just interested you're smelling it, you know, and it, it's the empty glass. The smile on your face. Yeah. It, no, it smells fantastic. So we were talking not only just bourbon off air. You looked at our hats and you were like, you Cubs fans? You're a Cubs fan. 100%. 100%. Oh, man. Welcome. Let's Welcome. go. <laughs> you're in between two Cubs fans. Kelly, do you have a team? Houston? Mets. Mets? I'm a Mets girl. I'm Mets from, girl. Originally from New York. Oh. I mean, you got... David Wright, so I guess we're adjacent. Yeah. Right for a while there, coaching. Oh, David Ross is coaching. Ross, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the Mets—they've spent a lot of money this off season. They spent a lot of money this off season. I love what Cohen came out recently and said. I don't feel bad that you guys aren't spending your money. You guys right. have it. You guys well, spend it. Owner who wants to spend. Uh, but you have some baseball ties too. How'd you become a Cubs fan? Number one. Uh, my family. Uh, my mom's side of the family's from Chicago. Grew up, I mean, I've got a picture, or my mom has a picture of when I was like four years old outside the field on Halloween in a Cubs uniform. Uh, yeah. It was just blood, had 
had to, but yeah. glad it happened. I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said you was it your grandma, my great grandmother. Okay. She she lived directly outside of Wrigley Field. Uh, players used to park in her driveway. And so stuff like that. literally, like out the door, like straight out of left field, yeah, basically. Yeah, you, you don't have to put it there. <laughs> was that part of the development that they tore down? Oh, wow. Uh, for those who don't know, the Cubs just spent a millions and millions of dollars building a facility outside of Wrigley Field to kind of bring the neighborhood together. But that's really cool. Uh, you've got a bat here. I'm going to pull it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you tell you, us this? You, Brandon, you want to pour, want to pour something else? Oh, yeah. It's empty yeah, glass. Actually, um, yeah. <laughs> Michael. Michael's all about the whiskey. Michael's getting thirsty. Mine's getting cold. So... We will change this up a little bit. Now we're going to six-year-old Indiana. So when you, when these come in, can you like remember like oh I got this in this time or? Uh, yes, sir. Like, so it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's hard. It, it's kind of weird. Just numbers I can associate. It's what I do every day. I guess people ask me how do you remember this all the time? Well, I mean it's what what I do day to day. But yeah. I mean, on like this run that we're um, tasting right now, when these barrels come in, just on the nose, pulling pulling the bung nose, I can tell you it's over 120. Uh, it's just wow. they they've got a certain different nose to them once they get to that point. Like just like having a kid, you know them yeah. the more the older right. they get. Type of thing. So how did you differentiate yourself from I'm gonna. Uh, make this into a small batch or this is going straight to our single barrel program like what in your mind tells you that well i mean if i would drink it as a single barrel okay. i mean if it's good that's yeah. what i'd say you know if i go through it it's good then it, it will move over if it needs more time then i'll move it over here um, and then i've got certain runs that i i know that i use more for blending okay uh, than i would like so on on this i don't really use these to blend too often uh, just because they they do well on on their own, they don't really need anything else. But some other runs um, that don't always meet single barrel. Of course, there's barrels in there that are single barrels um, that I pull to the side, but uh, they tend to blend a little little better. So for markets, um, kind of want to hit something that's more approachable for people that do and don't drink cast drink yeah. whiskey all the time. Right. Um, so typically want something a little sweeter. Little easier, not going to burn you up on, on right. the backside. Right. Uh, if I'm blending for myself, it's going to be big, bold in the face. Um, so <laughs> That's it's all, how I am too. yeah, it's, it's, it's all all dependent on or situational. Right. So do you have a do you have a, a range of proof that's your favorite that you that you like? Hey, you know what? This is my range. We talk about it all yeah. time. You know, and we've heard from from um, some other folks of what their they think their sweet spot is. Do you have Do you have a range? Or? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say like. I'd be like, yeah, I gotta be within this point uh, proof point, but typically um, a little towards the higher side. Um, but I'm not gonna say I'm a proof for any me. I mean, I've got some nine year old ninety five five rise in here right now yeah. that are you know around one hundred and ten that are just I will drink all day long, um, and it's just some of my go to stuff. Uh, then I've also got some ten year old ninety five five. It's up in the one twenties. And it drinks like it's barely in the teens. Right. And actually, one of uh, there's some blend right here uh, that you'll be able to try. That you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, yeah, everything. I I wouldn't say that I have a proof point that I I have to be at, but I like to know that I'm drinking something. And if it's good, you know, like you know, like you said, this one is in the 20s, but it drinks like it's in the teens. I think that in the teens, mm -hmm. I think that's a sign and a taste that when it drinks lower than it actually is, 
that you're able to pull the good flavors out. The, right. the flavors out better. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not just alcohol, even though it is higher alcohol. Um, just like this one, actually. Um, when y'all taste this, uh, what do y'all think this one is proof of? So we this, 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 this is fun with us. We we've done a couple of blinds Michael's before. Michael's normally Brandon. better with the proof. So this is def this is just off the nose. Just off the nose. I haven't even tasted it. Off the nose, I'm gonna say this is like a, about a 108. I was thinking 114. Kelly, do you have like a favorite? I already know. So. <laughs> well, what's your favorite range? You know, I really try not to focus on the proof because like James was saying we have some we were drinking last week that we were shocked to how low proof because they were drinking warmer or sometimes I'm like gosh this is soft and they're like it's 122 so yeah. I really try not to focus on the proof and just taste and then I'm like I mean if it's cast strength I'm pretty happy for the most part, <laughs> to be quite honest right. and then each one kind of stands on its own it's different if it drinks good it's good it drinks good it's good exactly so it's it, it drinks hotter a little yeah. bit. And I think that's the rot. Is this higher this is rise? High rise? So this is low. Oh, this it's is low so rise. Seventy-five twenty-one four. Okay, I would have guessed it was the sixty thirty-six. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's just if it's the. It's definitely got a mid palate spike on it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's, it doesn't like it, it drinks hotter than it smells, but it it doesn't necessarily drink hot. It's mm. that spry spice that's coming out. Yeah. Finish softens definitely on it. Which, yes. I mean, I, I aid that to the barrel. Yeah. So, how long do you average aging here once you get it? It depends on what the product is. Um, there's some, I mean, I've got some five-year-olds right now. Actually, a five-year-old Kentucky, which uh, we'll get to. I mean, those things couldn't stay in the barrel another two years. Huh. I mean, they would take on too much. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to see there's a, a lot going on yeah. in, in that. Um, it's all another thing, situational, but... Um, anywhere, I mean, I've still got barrels from the very first truck that came in, uh, still here. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I'm, I'm just trying to think, I don't have an exact, not, I know when those came in, those came in about three months ago. The ones on the right came in not even a month and a half. The, the horizontal, horizontal ones? The standing. Yeah, okay. the ones behind that are, that are uh, stacked. Yep. And so I know those, because those over there on the left are nine and 10 year old rise. Those over there are six-year-old bourbons. I know those came in on more recent than that. Okay. But it's just yeah. up in my head. I don't have a plan. So I'm going to get weird and sciencey on this one, being the meteorologist. We're in Tennessee, opposed to Kentucky or Indiana. What do you notice age-wise, just weather and climate here, opposed to up north? Well, I mean, down here, um, it's national. You don't like the weather went 10 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's just... One day it's 30 degrees, the next day it's 60, 70 degrees. And, um, you know, that's really good for the barrels because it works. Um, mm -hmm. Expansion contract, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for humans, it's not as, <laughs> as desired, um, but it's it's great. I I think um, we're actually doing something fun with the Blonde Brothers. So yeah. getting into, into uh, location. So Matt and Mike, mm -hmm. one of good friends up in Galena, Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, they are cardinals. Oh boy! So can't hold every, you know too too much. Against I don't them. even want to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> had to bring that up. But uh, they they are Cardinals fans. They're still still the boys. But uh, we went up there and did a run of rye. Took rye up yeah. there. Half the run is aging here. The other half is up there. We're gonna release it at the same time. Oh, awesome! So you can see 
exactly what the difference with something up in Galena compared to down here in Nashville. And is one going to be an NBC and one going to be a Bloms? Or oh, it's, gonna... a, it's a collab one. Collab for, for, for all. Awesome. Um, so, so I'm playing with that. Yeah. You know, Kentucky's a little closer to us. Right. Similar, um, I would say. I mean, we Nashville humidity. Right. You you can walk outside on some days and you have to, you know, your shirt's stuck to you. You have to change. So I call that a second shirt alert when I'm on TV. Is if it's <laughs> if it's past a certain humidity, I'm like, just keep a second shirt with you because you're going to sweat through the first one. Yeah, I bring I bring a, a thing to change clothes sometimes. Yeah. So do you notice that the barrels here age faster then, or? Well, I mean, they definitely do with that inter heat interaction, but. Yeah. You know, if you go down to Texas. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they just angel show there. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, so I, I think they get worked really well here. Yeah. Um, we also have the largest whiskey maker in the world, just south of us, Jack yeah. Daniels. Yeah, um, true. And, I mean, they're they're pretty they've good. they doing it for a couple and, minutes, right? There's right. a reason that they are what they are. But no, I think we're in a, a prime location uh, geographically for whiskey. Awesome. Yeah. So you said this was the low rye. I got some higher rye notes from this. I would this. have guessed this was almost, I could have guessed this was a straight rye almost. So what this reminds me of is the Old Forester King Ranch that we had earlier this year, which has like a creaminess to the mouthfeel, but it's got more of a rye spice. And even you mentioned mint, I think. I've got mint towards the back half. Uh, what was the proof? I, we never... So, off a of nose, y'all said off a of nose. I said 114. By, by taste. What, did that change at all? I'm still sticking about that range where I was 113, 116. I'm still one. I, I think at my first sip, I, I got blown away a little bit, but now that I'm set, it's, it's got that mouthfeel. I'm able to settle into it. And it's not as spicy as I thought, but I'm still going to stick. I'm always wrong. I'm still going to stick 108. 124.92. Oh, wow. So that's one of those. It doesn't yeah. drink. I've got wow. some out there. From this run that are in the teens and they drink hotter than that one ever even thought of. 124 you said that's 124 wow no 0.92 it's, it's right at 120 wow yeah so basically 125 uh so michael where do you rate this one on our barrels and barrels of bourbon and baseball podcast rating scale so this this is definitely this is fantastic um it's got the more of the rye flavor for me i'm not a big rye guy um but this is i i am being tricked because i have a neighbor who spends lots of money on bourbon and he'll just throw me blind samples. He doesn't only throw me the bottles, he just throws me blind samples. So I think that's where I've been able to find my ability to, to dig and find, you yeah. know, different flavors and such. Um, and he always sends me rides. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, I, I, I found now I'm starting to find rides I enjoy. And I would have, if this was blind, I would have said this was a rye, but I enjoy it. This is, this is good. Um, so, but this is, this is a easily an everyday play for me. I would, I would both of these bottles. I would have, I would ease. I would love to share. You know, to have. Yeah. Like, hey, folks, I have this bottle here. You, I want you guys to try this. These are, these are good. I would, I would go to this one early and often. I call these crushables, um, because it's one of those that I have to hide in the house, right? Because it's one of those that, as Michael mentioned, going to early and often. I really. The front half of this to me is more like the King's Ranch, and then it turns rye towards the second half to me. And like Michael, usually the rye can be overpowering to me, but this is not. This is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go with an all-star on this one just for the fact that I like the creaminess mouthfeel. That is what I really resonate with. 
where it coats the mouth. Uh, some of them I can find that are too thin, and I call them pop roxy almost, where you feel like you've got a sparkler in your mouth. This one coats the entire mouth, and it's smooth and it's even, so that's why I'm going with this. This is a single barrel pick for Murphy's Bro. They they actually are just starting to pick this up, what, today? Yes. Oh, so, so this, this is just today. bottled. This yep. was bottled yesterday. Yeah, they picked Friday. And yeah. They're... So we, we do want to, like, so I have groups that come in. Um, they'll come in at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll yeah. do the barrel selection. I roll it out, dump it. They go to lunch, come back, pick it up. Oh, wow. I mean, so, the same day. So how does, say somebody wanted to do a single barrel program with you guys, how do one go about that? Uh, just reach out through our uh, support, our, our website. Okay. You can do it all through there. Miss Kelly can probably tell you more of the the key function. Yeah. yeah. I'll follow up and kind of introduce you to our barrel program, tell you how it works, where we distribute all those fun things. And then, um, that as you, we were talking earlier, you know, the differentiator in such a saturated market, yeah. our barrel program, we yeah. went to market as basically a single barrel house yeah. as we've grown. Obviously that has evolved. We've matured our distribution and gotten, um, even some proof down products now in distro, which, James just loves, but, um, unfortunately we, we need that because yeah. sometimes the person, you know, that is the buyer is not going to drink a cast strength product and, you know, they're going to be just lit up and like, I don't like NBC because they don't know how to drink it per se or, um, something of that effect. So we have evolved from just a barrel program to now, um, introducing other products, but, um, uh, the single barrels are, are what we're known for. And, uh, our barrel program turnaround, like James was just saying, is where we really have the game changer. You know, yeah. I don't know of another distillery that you can basically have a same day bottle. You know, some of them now I'm hearing are running 20 months right. to get your single barrel. At that point, do you remember what you selected? Do you remember no. the flavor profile? Well, is it, it your barrel? So much, right? Sorry, yeah. Right. Yeah. They take it. Right. Exactly. And they probably don't have the space or the resources for that. You take uh, how many th single barrels do you guys go through a year? Right. Like what? what the numbers climbing. Right. <laughs> Obviously, because yeah, you're that distributing number is climbing. So. Uh, it, last month, let's just say January. What'd you do? Do you know? Let's talk last week. Last week. Oh, wow. What did we do? 11 at least. Oh, wow. Yes. That's just Monday through Friday, I think. Is that a calculating look or like. He's Alan from the hangover rain manning these numbers. Cause yeah, there was yeah. three on Friday instead of two. Yeah, it's it's so a lot. I mean, we're, wow. we're coming in Saturdays and Sundays now for barrel picks and it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's, we're thankful that, you know, this is our career. Um, but it's, it's a fun thing. And so the, the demand just keeps rising, uh, James, you know, brought uh, a huge award home basically for our single barrel bourbon, you know, for such an infant brand to be really so young in our distribution and our products uh, to take home a double gold is kind of earth shattering in a mm -hmm. sense in this industry. There's very few brands that have taken some of the accolades that we've uh, taken in, in so quickly. All of our products we've put out have taken home some sort of remarkable award Our four core SKUs at San Francisco have taken double gold, which anyone familiar with the awards yeah. industry, San Francisco's our Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's kind of like James took home basically the Heisman. He took home our best in class. Yeah. With his single barrel, actually self-named the James. 
wasn't yeah. his idea, but it has <laughs> it has worked out well in that regard. So I mean, Henry McKenna was our predecessor. So oh, wow. we're we're following big uh, big brands. We are kind of breaking out of that mid tier. We're in conversations with the big players, which this you know yeah. somewhat small brand out of Nashville that you know might might grab somebody's attention, might not to be thrown with the big guys and, you know, the constellations, the Camparis of this world is, yeah. it's a huge feather in our cap. Well, and you're just in top six of Fred's. Yeah. Fred, Fred has right? um, done some great motivation behind <laughs> our brand as well with some of the accolades he's thrown there. We're getting some really nice press coverage. Um, very cool. Uproxx just chose their first single barrel and they chose oh, awesome. NBC. Uh, so that's a cool thing. We had a nice feature this year through BBC kicking yeah. off um, a Tennessee story about small businesses. And I mean, it's just kind of a, a perfect storm of um, this great thing that James, Mike and the team has, you know, founded. And then now we're just kind of growing it every day. And it, it's a it's a fun ride. So what's the ultimate goal? Do you have an ultimate goal, right? Because just for a good problem. Right. And so whatever happens, happens. Right. It's good. But what's involved? Yeah. Well, like you said, this is not something you thought up or dreamt up. It just kind of happened, right? So. Yeah, we, I mean, we we pivot more than we go in a straight line. <laughs> Definitely well, true. Progress yeah. is not linear, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure 2020 helped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of good, tons of bad people dream, you know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's just, it changes daily um, with what, who, what, when, where, yeah. um, what's going on. So it's it's fun. Keeps, uh, keeps us on our toes for sure. We're an agile team. So we listen to, like I said, the demand. I mean, this room didn't exist a month ago. So that kind of aspect of it, um, if we get a new idea and want to launch a new brand, that Nash Chucky came to market that way. So that's part of the draw, obviously, why I'm here. It's in things happen quickly. Yeah. There, if, if Mike Himes has an idea, and he's behind it, it's executed. So that's the nice thing too. There, there's such a follow through here that, you know, some brands have these great ideas or grandiose visions, but you never quite get there. Yeah. And and we're, we're there, we're making it happen. And I, I think the next two years are gonna be very telling. And, uh, you know, my term of success is a little bit different than James. <laughs> and I just want everyone to know Nashville Barrel Company, whether you like it, you support it, or you love it, you know of it, you've heard of it. And I, I think that's a very powerful thing. And, you know, we haven't done the big marketing campaigns. We don't have the celebrity backing. We have some great celebrity followers yeah. that are, are joining our fan club per se, but um, it's just really great products, great barrels, great contents in that glass, great people. And, you know, Mike and James have such a following that have really built this brand and continue to do so. And we're very fortunate to have such a, a loyal following. You know, we've even created this VIP program here locally and yeah. out of state. I saw that on your website. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. You know, not many brands have ever thought of something like that. Yeah. You know, now that it's in place, we're seeing some others following trend, but those are they're our best uh, brand ambassadors. You know, they're spreading the word. They're creating the buzz. So that's that's something totally different than I think I've ever seen in this industry. 
Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, the ultimate goal is to put out good juice, and that's what people. And then, like I mean, you said here, sharing with with friends, family, and 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 people who have a following with it, and that's I think that's the ultimate goal of bourbon. You you don't have this on the shelf to collect dust. You have it to share with with friends and with people, and 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 it to create conversation and experiences. It's made to drink, right? Right. It's what what it's there for. I think we had a point where someone commented on Brandon's. Uh, Instagram page personally, you got a lot of bottles collecting dust up there. Brandon has made a video just for that comment where he popped open two or four bottles and was like, "What now?" Yeah. <laughs> I want. I don't. I need more people to share them with, right? And uh, that's what well, I love about. So, it. if you'd like to apply for see Brandon's <laughs> friend to drink bourbon, it's barrelsandbarrels at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, so. Everything's sourced right now. Any plans to distill or create your own? So, um, you know, it's hard to recreate the deal. Right. Um, you know, not broke, don't fix it. We've got some strate strategic partners um, that they make good product out there that uh, we, we're going to be working with for years down the yeah. road. Um, now, we do some fun projects like we're talking about. Long times. Yeah. You know, we're going to be doing that with some other people as well. Uh, but on site right now, I don't know of any plans to bring in the full, yeah. full, you know, to dabble and, and, and cook uh, here on site. You know, people gypsy, gypsy brew, yeah, um, go around and do that. I mean, might go around and, and cook at a few more places. Yeah, cool. All right, you've just poured us another one. Five years. This time. So this is this is a five-year-old Kentucky bourbon. Um, getting back to what Kelly was saying about San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I think right before we started. Uh, went out there for the award. We won, you know, best single barrel bourbon of the year. Um, getting to baseball. Yes. Um, I told you guys, I got to meet uh, a pretty, pretty cool guy that, that throws a baseball mm -hmm. in the elevator <laughs> um, with, uh, with my fiance at the time. Uh, we were uh, going to the, um, to the award show and uh, Castillo that pitched for the pitch for the Reds um, gets on the elevator and I immediately look at her and, she could tell something was up and didn't say anything. <laughs> Starstruck a little bit. Yeah, like, uh, I, think, uh, I knew, I, I mean, you could just tell it's, it's <laughs> and uh, he gets off and I just said, Hey, you saw who that was. And she just didn't know. Right. Uh, well, we started to leave and I opened the door for her to go out and he actually was right behind us. Um, I held the door for him. He said, thank you. And I asked him, I said, you know, do you happen to throw a baseball for a living? <laughs> And he, uh, he said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do. He smiled, and I asked him if uh, if I could take a picture, and he hundred percent said yes. Yeah, smiled, took multiple pictures. Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in San Fran, we actually we were getting an award, but we stayed. Uh, went to a Giants game that night, but the Reds were in town, and that's yeah, right. he, the whole whole Reds team was at the hotel. That's awesome. Luis Castillo. And now he's on the Mariners at the, mm -hmm. this point in time. I think they might be a front runner for World Series this year. Right. They've got they've got pitching. They've got the I mean they stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. So baseball. Uh, I, I'd be all for that to be yeah. to pick the Astros out of the playoffs. You know. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Well, she's a Mets fan. She can't be complaining. Growing up in Houston, she lived we, in Houston. Yeah, we but I'm I grew up uh, Astros kid, you know, with yeah. the old Astros. Uh, the, the, the killer bees. Yeah. yeah. Berkman, Biggio, Bagwell. Yeah. the NL Central Astros. Yeah. 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 They're a different breed. But we were, I mean, good friends with a lot of those guys. Huda, yeah. Hampton would come to town. So I'm kind of unfazed a little bit. So it's funny, like, when they come in and, and James just geeks out. I'm like, okay, I used to share a gym with Clemens. What's what's the deal? Like, <laughs> I feel like such a jerk, discrediting his excitement. I never, I never 
Roger, any the rocket. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up. Who was your Cubs player growing up? Was it? I mean, Sammy Sosa was nice. Well, that's what I, mean, I mean, with the time and my age, there's no way it couldn't be Sosa. Yeah. Um, with just everything, um, there was a. There's a few other players that I definitely would say I'm a fan of. Sorry. That make you nervous. Sorry, I, I'm pretty sure I know what that was. If you need to, we can. No, no, that's fine. Okay. Uh, but there, there was a pitcher um, that that went to the Braves that was a part of the big three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who I'm talking about. He wore number 31. Uh, yeah. The, um, so I, I was a big fan of, of that gentleman yeah. as well. Greg Maddox. Uh, yes. Maddox. <laughs> I was like, Greg, are you playing? Or? No, no, okay, Greg Maddox. I have a great, okay. That's the first Cubs jersey I ever got was a Greg Maddox road jersey. Uh, so I'd say Maddox for sure. Maddox, and of course, yeah. so, so is one. Yeah, Kerry Wood was, was who I grew up just idolizing. I, okay. I was. I grew up a pitcher. I, was, it's, I still pitch in adult leagues, but... I remember growing up and being like six years old at my uncle's house. We're playing wiffle ball and they're calling, you know, I'm pitching and they're calling me Kerry Wood. And yeah. that, that's my memory I still have of, of Kerry Wood. And then we get into the 2000s where we thought we had it. Derek Lee, Derek Aramis, Lee Ramirez. 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 Man, Ramos was yeah. good. He was, he's, so, he's still underrated. But. Um, so my favorite player was never a cup. Uh, but he was a Chicago and Frank Thomas because oh, uh, yeah. he was a stud. I don't know uh, how you could do that uh, on the South Side. Have your favorite player. Hey there. man, I mean, New Genesis. great. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> and he's got now eyeglasses that he sells too. The uh, big hurt, yeah, the big hurt. Uh, but yeah, my favorite Cub. Uh, I think Corey Patterson was probably my favorite Cub, cub growing so up. He answered the bat straight up. Right? Oh yeah, actually oh, yeah. He, he changed a little bit. One yeah, day. and not dipped it back down. Then he hurt his knee in 2003. Uh, but like Cubs through and through. That's and that's how Michael and I. And like when you said you were a Cubs fan, like you, our eyes lit up here. And so. even walked out of the room, we were like, "Oh my!" He's God. a freaking Cubs fan. Let's go! <laughs> you guys had a serious moment. Yeah, I we did. Oh, we had a place. total well, serious. I wasn't paying any attention. I looked up and I looked like that's why I pointed. I was like, "Yes." And then you said it too. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. I should have known to pay attention, but I. Didn't. Well, they're not standard hats. This no. is, you know, oh, yeah. it's not the standard C logo. I just run around chasing my tail, and I get squirreled, and so oh, yeah. like I'm just. Hey, yeah, nice to meet you guys. Sorry, yeah. let me go get some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't really. So tell us about the stuff that you got. So five year Kentucky bourbon. So this is five year old Kentucky bourbon, uh, single barrel, barrel proof. Um, this is something. I mean, I would have bottled some of these at four years old. Yeah, um, and I have always said, you know. I've, probably will never bottle a single barrel under i mean i could have bottled some of these at four uh, yeah. but i i said i wouldn't do it under five but getting back to that situational if it's ready it's ready um now this was actually picked by um a gentleman up north um northeast um he's got a, a, a bourbon group up there but uh, it's a rochester okay. uh, bourbon group uh, rock elite um, a guy named jeff but this is uh his five-year-old mash sucky single barrel do you know the mash bill of this guy I do. Are we allowed to say it? I cannot. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That, okay I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting in that territory. Yes. yes. The okay. first one I could actually, the first Nash Tucky, I, I could tell you where that was. That? Uh, so that first one actually came uh, from Jim Bean. Okay. Um, oh. It's the Booker's Nash. Oh. That was the first one? The very first one. The very first one. Uh, there the, we go. The, the Nash Tucky, the eight year old Nash Tucky. The all star. You're all star. Yeah. Yes. I say you're all star. You're all star. 
Yeah, mm. this one tastes completely different and smells different than the first two. Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah, I, I try to bring a, a variant so yeah, range right. of stuff in here for you guys. So this... Uh, like, I don't one. even know what I smell. It's I got an earthy feel to this mm-hmm. one. I, 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 it's something different. It's it's oaky, it's oaky, but there's another aspect to it that so, I don't know where it is. Ask if this is finished. Like these are finished a lot of times mm-hmm. on on this road, which they're not. Um, it's got more of a toasted finish kind of uh, nose and taste to me, but not like overpowering. I got a lot of oak on the on the the palate when I tasted it. I would guess this is a not not a not a high rye, but mm-hmm. not a low rye. I would I would guess it's on the higher end Again, of the rye. This is creamy to me. But, and the nose does not match the palate to me. I got more of an earthy mint nose, and I get more of a sweet, creamy, even walnutty um, on the mouth. It dries towards the end, I think. Yes. Um, sweet, yeah. Uh, definitely getting that oakiness on the backside. It's good. The finish isn't as strong as I as the other two. I don't think. I think that this one finishes a little quicker and a little more mellower than the other two. I wouldn't. I would guess that this is not quite as high as proof. Okay. Would uh proof? No, I think this is high, a little bit higher proof. I think this is like one eighteen. Okay. Um, and for me, the mouth. <laughs> excuse me. There's an explosion of I think like a rye flavor for me. It's not like a heavy heavy rye, but. The way it hits my palate and it just envelopes my whole mouth, um, and then it's a burst up front. There's not much; it doesn't linger. That that burst does not linger, um, but it's still good. Um, very different than the first two things we've tried. But I think it is higher proof, and that could be the ride, the explosion that's throwing me off. If we're gonna play a game here a little bit, but I think I game. think it's about one eighteen. I'm going lower than one fifteen, if I had to guess. So this guy's one twenty-seven. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, on on that guy. Wow, I didn't think. What was what's that beginning <laughs> explosion I'm tasting? Is that that's not the proof because it doesn't burn. So, so that flavor. I mean, you're getting a lot from the the cooperage from the barrel on okay. on this. Um, is where I would say what you're what you're talking about predominantly coming from from that barrel okay. itself. Um, so I said it finished quick, but now that like I get air to the mouth. Hangs. Oh, uh, hangs. Like, yeah, hangs. Yeah. You're gonna taste it again. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll come back around. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm feeling it in the upper lip. When you said that, I was like, wait a minute, yep. wait a minute. <laughs> I'm 27, I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Cause I have, I have a Old Forester that's 131. Yeah. And the, this drinks, Very I mean, this, is, this is pretty close. And this doesn't drink like that. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous bottle right there. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a lot of these. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they flavor hides proof a, a lot of times. You don't have to build up to this. You know, they say right. if you're going to have a, a yep. flight that you should build up, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't have to build up to these. Well, and what I think is incredible is basically the same brand, right? Like Nashville Barrel Company. Uh, we did two of the Nash Tuckies, but... Uh, but three distinct differences, all bourbon, right? All bourbon. Yeah, because those were the three bourbon. You got two rise up there and then a maple finish. But we just tried three different bourbon from the same company that tastes way incredibly completely, different. Completely different. And that's really cool. What, what are you going with? So the explosion was a little bit much for me. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that I would go to it every day. Yeah. But it's a great different, different flavor to go to. Uh, a good change of pace, so that 
that specialty out of the bullpen kind of guy. So this is a bench player, bench player for me. I'm going everyday player because of the crushability scariness of it. Um, because I would go for another pour of that. The one thing that holds it back to me is that drop in the finish at the end as I'm finishing the sip. It does come back and relinquish itself as you get air to the mouth. But like uh, that's the one thing that would change it for me to be a little higher up on the scale is if I had a little bit more finish to the juice itself rather than the mouth feel at the end. Right. But, Understand. Yeah. Different. Good stuff. Yeah, very well, yeah, good. It's, it's a different. Great, right. change of, great change of pace there. Yeah. Well, I don't, it could be, and I, and I, in flights I've done, like my neighbor sent me like four blinds, and the last one was actually a, a high name brand one that I trashed. Like I told him, I was like, I wanted to drain pour it. And he goes, oh, you know, I won't say what it is, but he goes, he's, and I was shocked. And so I think it's it's a lot to say that I don't know if maybe that was me leading up because I'd finished, finished, finished to a reg, you know, a straight bourbon. Um, and so that can, I think that can affect tasting some, sometimes mm-hmm. is if you taste it like port finished. You know, oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. And what, whatever you do like a go- straight rye, that straight rye is going to taste harsh. Well, that's why, I mean. Now, next thing I was going to pour was going to be a rye. This is not going to be harsh, though. Yeah. So this is a bourbon drinker's rye through and yeah. through. Um, this is 95.5 Indiana okay. rye um, at barrel proof. This is nine years old. Um, but like I said, this is a bourbon drinker's yeah. rye. Uh, right. So, you know, I have people that come into the tasting bar. Um, they'll come up to do a flight, you know. Small talk, ask what you want, so yeah. on and so forth. A lot of times they'll say, I don't drink rye. Well, anything but rye. Um, I'm like, are you sure? You know, have you ever had our Or no, blah, blah, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'll uh, get their flight going, and then I'll just pour something on the side. Like, try this with them. Just tell me what you think. Nine times out of ten, they're like, what is that? that that's really good. I liked it. I'm like, well, I was actually wrong. <laughs> Not all rye. Right. And I understand right. where they're coming from. Because some rides will burn you up, spice. I mean, right. oh, yeah. they're they're not um, not the easiest thing if you don't normally drink rye. Uh, now, that's your glass. Yeah, that's <laughs> you got to pour yourself some, man. Uh, while you're doing that, you have the bat here. Yeah. Um, can you tell us the story behind that? Yeah. So uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, I had a uh, a gentleman come in that actually played for the uh, the Dodgers. Yep. Um, back when they won the World Series. What 2020. Was that? 20. that was the uh, COVID season. Yeah, yeah, Does that one really count, though? Nope. <laughs> it does because yeah, we got a bat from the World Series. <laughs> text me after seeing this, it counts 100. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they have the well, rings. If, if Matt rings. Beatty is listening to yeah. our podcast, that would be incredible. So, so thank you. It, it was funny. Uh, when he came in, you know, talking, shooting the crap, um, and uh, he said, you know, who's your team? I said, the Cubs. And uh, I was like, honestly, I can't stand the Dodgers. Like, I'm just being for what yeah. it is. Did you yeah. know who he was when you were having oh, friends? Oh, yeah. we, oh, like okay. we were texting all that. I just just talked. Um, I was like, I can't stand the Dodgers. And uh, about a month before, I was in Phoenix um, out doing a, a trade show thing and um, get back to my hotel at night. It was actually um, it was in October um, during uh, yeah. uh, postseason. And uh, at the bar, and it was a Dodgers game. It was late. It was probably 10-ish something. And uh, I'm at the bar, and I, I halfway gamble sometimes on, on sports. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is. You can do it on an app. It's legal. Yeah. 
Uh, Sponsored yeah. by FanDuel. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no free ads. We don't have any FanDuel sponsorship, but we'd like to. <laughs> uh, I was sitting there, and then the Dodgers, I forget which game it was, but they, they scored, and I'm like, yes. You know, there's an uh, older gentleman sitting uh, two seats over. There's a space between us. He's like, oh, are you a Dodgers fan? I looked at him, and I had had a long day, and I had yeah. a few in me. I said, F no, can't stand him. And he looked at me just confused. He said, well, why are you cheering? I said, oh, because they look like they're going to win me money. They hit the over. <laughs> well, he turned to me, and he's like, oh, put his hand out. He had the Dodgers World Series ring. Oh, wow. He was one of their scouts. Oh. And I was like, oh. I love the Dodgers. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, awesome, man. Still cute. <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, that's really cool. I was like, you work for it. He's like, no. I was like, oh, what do you do now? He's like, I work for the Giants. <laughs> so that's, that's. I think baseball people understand. Like, yeah. you, if he, oh, I work for the Dodgers. Like, I hate the Dodgers. True baseball, pe- you know, purists understand. Like, okay. yeah. Dodgers, Yankees, right? And he was super cool. Yeah. Um, exactly. I got confused for a second. I thought you had food. Did you have, do you have food here? Or what's this sign here? I, I was looking to see because I'll be back in town this weekend. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll make it over for. Did you have food? I'd be asleep on the couch if we should. Right. Best <laughs> menu. Yeah. Now, this is actually uh, from a local local restaurant that just closed down here recently. Um, they were a staple for, what, 40, 40 50 years? 40. Over 40 years here in Nashville. Um, they were nice enough to let us uh, get their menu board. We're just holding on to it for now. Um, they uh, have some plans to do something in the future. Yeah. Whenever that's ready, uh, they can... Take Come whatever they want, but that's uh, that's here. It's true Nashville. If you are from Nashville, you know what. Yeah, what I've heard the name yeah. Arnold. Yeah, so that's uh, what this, this says a lot about Mike and James because Khalil Arnold, who is part of the family, uh, talked to Mike about it, and uh, Mike's like, "I'd love to have some of your memorabilia," and he's like, "I can't think of a better place." So it's it's those Nashville roots that yeah. you know we're always focused on that and no matter how large we get no matter how many states or countries of distro nashville's it for this team you know born and bred is a is a huge aspect of it and those relationships and kind of the arnold's piece ties into that so it's it's really cool we have something like that here yeah should he bring food in or we have food trucks okay um that we'll uh work with and then um we welcome uber eats all that fun stuff like i was saying we had um folks in for world cup and Obviously, oh, yeah. the college playoff games, oh, you know, people yeah. come in, do a flight or do one of the bar experiences and then hang out. We had a group in here one day and I think they were like our record. They were here like five hours and um, had a great challenge. Time. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we've got uh, three hours to go here, there Michael. Go. <laughs> so we do some fun stuff like that. I'm excited for March Madness. We'll oh, have yeah. hopefully some uh, fun folks hanging out. And yeah, so we'll we'll do the food truck partner or... Um, you're welcome to bring in. That's awesome. So we're drinking the high rye, or not the high rye, the 95 this five rye. This 95 five, Indiana rye, uh, nine years old. Uh, this run turns 10 the 25th of this month. Oh, wow. So just underneath. When was this bottled? Six weeks ago. Okay. I'll say about two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Definitely has the. Uh, there, huh? I kind of know what's going on some days. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely has the high rye, uh, not the high rye, but the uh, the rye Indiana rye, um, ninety five five. Uh, I get mint out of it all the time. So, 
I've been pulling that out of a lot of the stuff today. This barrel actually has definitely more mint to it. Some of these, if you blinded them, people would think they were bourbon. Yeah. Um, just because they're sweet. Mm. It's not. It's not spicy though. It's drinkable. Mm. It's got a, and that's what I'm. I'm finding with good rye is they're drinkable and they've. They pull out the good rye flavor rather than it just being a spice. Mm -hmm. Bourbon drinkers rise. Yeah. Right. Uh, totally. That's. Yeah. We're known rye. for our rise. Yes. Oddly enough, which, you know, most brands kind of, you know, kind of put their rye as their ancillary yeah. product. We, we put that on forefront. And the fun thing about it is, you know, that's a very common mash bill, that 95.5. Mm -hmm. But ours tend to stand quite different because of the cooperage and all that fun stuff. And the other fun fact about this product that obviously my marketing background loves is uh, we're going for our third year of double gold at Sam Fran with this. Yeah. So if that happens, we go to platinum. With which, this rye? With this rye, our single barrel oh. rye. It's taken double gold consecutive two years. If it goes double gold this year, we get elevated to a platinum award, which I can't say any mainstream brand that I, off the top of my Head that um, I know it has taken that. So I haven't seen one in a long yeah. time. Yeah, oh, it, awesome. it's been a minute. So fingers crossed. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. yeah. When is that? When's the oh. uh, announcements? Will be this year in June, mid June, mid June. That's very. I mean, I crushed it already. Normally, I'm like Michael. Take a sip so we can. Friends over here. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I didn't even shoot it. No, um, that was very good. I'm going to go first right off the bat. That's an everyday rye for me. Um, I don't have many ryes on my bar shelf, but I would totally grab one of these. Just the crushability aspect of it. I'm not a huge mint fan uh, with my drinks. I'll do a mint julep here or there, but very, very seldom. Uh, not a huge fan of it. And even on the nose, it's got that strong mint, but it doesn't come out on the palate to me. Uh, it's got that bourbon rye drinker palate. It's got a lot. I got a lot more of the barrel out of that one. Uh, obviously, nine years, so it's been in there for a while. Um, but very good. Um, really enjoyed that. And it's even got like a sweet tarty um, candy feel towards the the finish. As I'm talking now, now Absolutely. I love sweet tarts. Like that's my go to. Like cocaine candy um and that's what this finish tastes like to me is i just had like six or seven sweet tarts and just gobbled them up it makes complete sense michael yeah this is this, it's hard because when we can we can taste different things different completely different types of of mm -hmm. drinks uh, brown water you know mm -hmm. i like to say and, yeah and it's hard to rate but this is i would I pour, keep pouring it you know yeah. i would hey put, give me another and so this is easily an everyday player for me um, as a rye, and um, I don't drink many rye, so I, I, I could easily elevate this on the drinkability of it. Or would you rate it? Uh, if you came in here and said you only get one pour before you die, I'm drinking rye. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a barrel or two laying around, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm drinking rye uh, personally. There you go. Awesome. I, I love rye. Um, I just. I always have, always, or I can show Yeah. But, um, no, I, I'm but I just building up into, um, you know, just through the, through the whiskey in the market, you know, just rye has always been a thing that I've enjoyed. Well, and I think that that comes through with the double gold and potential here for another triple gold is that that's your, your go-to. So you're, you're even more, you're excelling even more on that level, which is really cool too. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're not sending any bourbon in this year. I mean, 
win it and then get out, right? Right. <laughs> no, the thing is, we last year, Mike, the reason that that bottle even went in was because Mike was messing with me. We were talking about, hey, we got to send stuff out for the awards, you know, all this. What should we send? Like, whatever, man. Like, let's send this and this and this. And he pulled the, the bottle out, the one called the James. He said, I'm going to send this. I'm like, dude, come on. Really? <laughs> He's like, you know, it's going to win. I'm like, no, man, come on. This is ridiculous. Well, of course it won. Um, and he used that. But uh, yeah, uh, I would choose Rye. But myself. I'm finding that they, I mean, I, I started with with just bourbon. They actually, it was flavored, bur- flavored whiskey I got into and then morphed into bourbon. And then my problem, I mean, my, my love turned into <laughs> more, uh, more bur- just straight bourbons. And now... I would taste rye because they were spicy, and I don't know if I was getting, you know, if what I, I don't remember what I was tasting, but now I'm I'm just being surprised after I am given, you know, hey, try this rye, and I'm just being surprised and surprised more that I'm gonna have to add more rye to my shelf. Understand? Well, <laughs> actually, um, the next one will show you some fun because this was the first ever blend of two nine-year ryes that we did. Well, actually. It was a private group that came in. They were doing a single barrel pick of a nine-year with me. And they ended up picking their barrel. And, of course, after every barrel pick, there's always extra uh, in the the beakers and everything. So I started blending, and uh, they blended a couple together. Next thing you know, this happened. Um, Instead of doing one barrel, they ended up blending two. Um, Now, this is 95.5. Okay. This run, it was right before oh, the turn proof. 10. Um, this will actually turn 11 in October. Oh, wow. So this is already 10, but it, okay. it was bottled, I think, August or September. It was okay. right before it turned, it turned 10. 10. Yeah. Um, this is 95.5 ISC Cooperage, but from the first one to this one, completely different. Um, when we're talking about differences in dry. Yeah. Here. Right there. Oh. There we go. Yeah. It smells hotter to me, right off the nose. I know the proofs. Yeah, you well, you cheated, Michael. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> so did we finish the story of how you ended up with this bat? No. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. This <laughs> working with James Davenport yeah. all day long. Yeah, this is this is it. Yep. Um, we talked about how how you were talking about the scout with the that showed you yeah, the yeah, rings. Yeah, you know, met met scout out there um, uh, by chance. Uh, anyway, it came back home. So. Uh, Mr. Beatty is actually from a couple hours east of here, him, okay. and, his, him and his wife. Uh, and so they came in, they enjoyed whiskey, um, and they had, uh, Matt had actually had some of our product before. Um, I forget who he said he ended up getting some from. Um, but, yeah, ended up coming by. Next thing you know, we're popping bungs on barrels, um, talking baseball. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, he ends up coming back in because they just got off a plane. They had all their luggage. Oh, and they, wow. were, yeah. they were waiting for, I believe it was her mom or her dad to come pick them up. Oh. And so they had everything. And so there's <laughs> there's bags and all of this. And one of them was just a, a bag about, you know, yay tall. And it was a square. Yeah. You know, just a square bag. And uh, he had it in. And right before he left, he's like, hey, he's like, you want one of these? And he uh, pulled out this bat. And then he pulled out a brand new uh, that that he had when he was at the Padres last year before he got hurt, yeah. um, but it wasn't used like anything. And I looked, I was like, "Man, that's an old Dodger bat." I was like, 
that's gay music. He's like, well, yeah, it is. I said, well, of course, uh, I would love to have it. Um, so he was nice enough to uh, give me that. He signed it and said, cheers, and, you know, all that. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. Um, even the story behind, like, waiting and how they order compared to what they get them in at. I mean, yeah. it was just really neat to hear the insides from somebody that has done it as a ring. I mean, they yeah. know the game. They're playing yeah. professional. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, that's the thing. <laughs> yes, I mean, he's doing it still. So I love this. Is really neat. I love the stories of bats, like teammates, like sharing bats. So like, there's even the story that came out this early this year with Albert Pujols. Yeah. Of how they changed the, uh, the rules of bats and... It was the Astros catcher. It was, uh, yeah, Maldonado. Maldonado, yeah. who all of a sudden, they were like, hey, he's got a legal bat. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it. I was getting him from Albert Pujols, you know? And they changed, I forget what it was that they changed and regulated. Do you I believe it was the length. Was it the barrel size? Uh, the barrel size, yeah. The barrel, yeah, size. The barrel size was too big or something along those lines. But players got grandfathered in if they were still swinging it at the time. But Pujols has been in the league for 115 years. So uh, by the time he retired, he was still grandfathered in. But Maldonado wasn't in the league at that point. So he couldn't legally swing the bat. Some Yeah, so like going from stories like that of guys sharing bats or like uh, Rizzo sharing bats. Scherzer's, with, yeah. Uh, Matt Scherzer, yeah, back in. No, Rizzo, I'm talking about Anthony Rizzo oh, not, sharing a bat. Uh, with Caesar, Matt Caesar, yeah. Yes. Scherzer, and, Caesar. And, right. Uh, or, all disease, yeah. Right, and, and doing well. That, I think that's the fun part of like finding what works, just like with, with bourbon, you know? You can, you can relate it to bourbon. Like, hey, this bat works for me. You should try it this way. Mm-hmm. Or like Rizzo in a two-strike two count. Chokes, chokes up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just uh, that's, a, that's a play. That's a game big gamer mentality there to sacrifice. I just want to poke the ball and get on base yeah. rather than I want to make sure I hit the home run. That I mean, Rizzo's just, I think he's a fan favorite of all comes. Well, and just to like circle it back, wood, right? It makes all the difference mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the juice and into the game. Different type of bats swing or hit the ball differently. Maple or ash or even I know bamboo's become uh, a big deal and the type of barrels that you go with obviously for it to be bourbon it's got to be a new oak barrels but the finishing aspect of things or even the cooperage it comes from can totally change the game huge right do you have a favorite oh i guess no nope nope they can't answer that question right i, I do oh you do yeah. <laughs> okay and what, what cooperage is that I, I okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's why I was like, I'm not even going to answer the question. You, you come here off air, then I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Because no. <laughs> uh, I assume you get from multiple, right? Right now, we've got about seven different Coopers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, and obviously, that again plays into how the juice finishes and how it ages, right? So uh, that's got to be a science and a skill in itself for you uh, to know, okay, this is this cooperage. It's been in this climate. It needs to be pulled now or we can go put it outside, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm just, you know, we're still relatively new here. Yeah. So I'm still learning almost daily, depending on which barrels I try in here, what it's, what effect it's having, so on and so forth. Right. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's daily. That's awesome. Well, where can we find you guys other than coming here into Nashville? You guys are on the social media network. Where where can we find you? Instagram, Facebook? At Nashville Barrel Co. Um, across all socials, we have a website at Nash, or NashvilleBarrelCo.com. And then we have a great Shopify on there. So we shipped, like I said, to most states now, 42 or 46 states, I believe. Ship the booze. 
Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. And then you could buy merchandise and stuff yep. like that, right? We have some fun swag on there. We also drop some special barrels on there okay. that you might not be able to get in our uh, gift shop here or just anywhere. So that's always fun to register your email and might get a surprise from your inbox. Um, but at Nashville Barrel Co. Oh, we never rated this. Sorry. Uh, now that uh, squirrels all around, um, Michael, what do you think? This one's harsher to me. This than... is this is more of a heavier this is, rock. This is more rock. Yeah. I'd say this is a rye yeah. drinker's rye compared yep. to bourbon drinker's rye. This is definitely going to be more rye in your drinks. So up front, it's spicy. Yep. More of a of a, of a rye. It's got less bourbon bourbon drinkability, but as I as it mellows out after, it lingers, and that's what I look for in a good yep. in a good pour. Is that lingerability? Lingerability? That, that's not a word, but I just created it right here. You just, just call it Webster's. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's just hanging out. The flavor, and that's what's good about what I what I love about good pours is you you want to be able to sip on it and make it last. You don't want to brand it over here and shoot it. You know <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's gone. <laughs> what's wrong with that? That's actually a barrel thing. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you that's that's what's good about this flavor here. And, I mean, it's it's hard to say, you know, hey, I don't like it because then all of a sudden it's, it, it changes. So I, I do, I will give this still a, an everyday player here as a rye um, because of that, that finish. After. I do have that spice up front, but man, it, it, it hangs out and I'm, I'm for it. I'm teetering between the bench and the everyday player um, for uh, the, the, the nose to me is more of a bench for my knows the palate is more of a it drinks to an everyday player for the fact that it does it, I, i'm hit more with the nose of the spice up front and then as it mellows out on the palate it's not quite as rye right it's got the spice i got some cinnamon i even got that caramelized vanilla sugar um almost like a confectioner sugar uh midway which is kind of a different play a little more mint on that palate than i think we had with the last rye but i uh, I'm going to go everyday player, but I'd say the nose to me is more of a bench nose. But there you go. So we, I've, got, I've got an one. So Nashville Barrel Co., hardcore Cubs, you know, you're a Mets fan. If Nashville were to get a team, right? would you be able to convert or would you pick up a secondary team? Or what are your thoughts on, for first, would you be able to, would you welcome, would you love that idea of a Nashville Absolutely Barrel Co. team? Absolutely love it. Uh, it's a great idea. Um, so back to Arizona meeting the Dodgers guy, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well, San Fran guy, um, we start talking expansion because mm-hmm. he asked where I was from and all that. I said, naturally, he's like, Oh, you ready? I was like, for what? I love hearing that. I, I was like, that. I was like, for what? There's a lot of chatter. <laughs> trying to act yeah. like I didn't think about what he was saying. He's like, for, uh, you know, maybe a baseball team. I'm like, you tell me, yeah, of course, tell me when yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm he's there. like. You know, it probably won't be too much longer for you guys. You know, he just kind of hinted at it. He didn't yeah. say it was going to happen. Right. But it, he said it, what he could. It made me feel really good um, that hopefully we will get. And I welcome it 1,000%. It's not going to change anything. Cubs are Cubs with Cubs. Um, you bleed Cubby Blue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All day. Yeah. I have uh, a hard time because I would love to live. Like, I live in Alabama Crimson Tide country. And everyone, you can find that shirt. You could just walk up to somebody and say, hey, hey, did you see the game Saturday? I would love to be able to do that with baseball. And so for that reason, I'm almost a Braves fan secondary by proxy. Because if the Braves suck, no one watches baseball. 
So I have to kind of root for the Braves because then everybody's into baseball all of a sudden. Makes sense. So now I'm, I fight myself a little bit. Like, I, I don't think I could ever leave the Cubs. Like Brandon just said, bleep Cubby Blue. But to be able to have that local baseball environment like, right here. That's, yeah. That would be absolutely amazing. I think Nashville is such a growing city. And I mean, the last, that family living here since 2012. Um, and has grown immensely since that. I mean, the cranes that are downtown, mm-hmm. which just tells you, um, they are, I think, location, work on the roads, but... <laughs> location, city, pop, you know, population, people that would cheer for it is the number one in the country over all these other that they're, they're, they're looking. They have so many, Atlanta way over here, Chicago, Cincinnati up there. Nashville would be a great southern team that would, that would just get a great... Well, I'll just throw out is look at the Predators fan base, right? How incredible right. and insane that fan base has Go become. Go to those games. The, over there at Bridgestone, right? Uh, I think that you're going to find the same type of fan base if you had a baseball team here. Um, obviously, baseball thinks more regional, similar to hockey, too, right? So there, I I, 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 I'd say Nashville and Montreal would be the two cities that I think. I, I think the Expos are coming back. I, I think they are, but I, Nashville is a city that I think deserves a baseball I, team. Uh, logo. logo. Yeah. Would they go back to the Expos, or could they? Would oh, they, they would go Expos. Have they'd, to. They'd, they'd, you'd have, have to. Have to. I mean, yeah. Why? What? Well, okay, so you've got the Nashville Sounds as a Triple A team. Yeah, what would? What would you guys, other than the Ooh. the barrel companies, um, <laughs> uh, for a baseball team? Like, what would you name mascot. the mascot, or like, what would you call the team? All right. For an NBC team? No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm saying, saying it's the of, baseball team, yeah. maybe. You can't use Nashville. Yeah, 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 no, we would. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that. I know it's a tough question. They're going to come up with something really bad for that. I'll say it's going to be great. Yeah, I'll say uh, that. Let's I, be I'm honest. not creative, but yeah. it won't be good. I mean, that's like in, in where I'm from, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I was not for that. Trash Pandas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. I love it. I can see. I can see where you come from. So I was not for that. There was something more local. So like Madison and Huntsville is very NASA and Army and Redstone Arsenal and everything. And we came up with trash pandas. I was really confused, but now I I I, I see it now that I've like been two three years into it. As a marketing person, I think Kelly would love that. <laughs> you know the the wheels are turning. <laughs> And it would be a, a new origin. It wouldn't be a team you maybe borrowed from another state right. like you've done in the past. Wow. Like the Houston Oilers? I mean. Wow. <laughs> you know. Um, that could be a fun one. That could be a fun one to think about. I think the thing that, that I see the, the easiest, and I think it's very generic, is the natural stars being country country music and everything. They do love the TriStar here. I think that's where I see a lot. And it's in the Nashville logo, you know, yeah. right there. And that, yeah. Oh, no, it's, there's three of them everywhere. So Nashville Stars. It would be the third easiest. professional team here. Yeah. No, that's fourth. Fourth. We got the Grizzlies. Well, oh, the soccer team, right? Is the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Well, okay. No, oh, no, it's Memphis. 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 Oh, sorry, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and sorry, Nashville no. City like, would oh, be no, the no, no, Memphis. No, no. I guess with the, the FC team... It would be the fourth, technically, but it'd be the third major sport, right? Because you got hockey, you've got NFL, you don't have an NBA team. Soccer. Right. Well, that's what I just said. Well, the oh, team. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I played travel soccer for 15 years. That's what I grew up playing. Yeah. Right. Soccer and baseball. Uh, that's, um, but I, yeah, I still don't even think of Giotis as being done. I've never even been there. Right. <laughs> never, never been. I, I would love to see a national baseball team. 
not just the sounds, obviously you have the sounds, but like a, an MLB, MLB team, just like finally in Nashville, especially with how big the city it is. It makes way too much sense. It does. The and and, and it would, the... theoretically, it would help you guys out, right? Because that's more Always. feet coming through here, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, any last things you guys want to talk about or? I don't think so. I mean, kind of hit on everything. She's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to ask her. <laughs> You've hit on a lot. Yeah. I don't think so. Points over <laughs> Thanks, so. Thank you, James. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us here. Kelly and James, it's been a fantastic time. I'm, Michael and I were blown away the moment we walked in the door. And Michael will be here, like he's right down the street. So I, I have. A yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm semi-local. <laughs> I, I have family here, but I, I am the one in Huntsville. The rest of my family is here in, in, in Nashville. But uh, I'll, I'll definitely be, be here soon. Yeah. With, 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 with friends. You know where to find us. Yeah. Absolutely. We're here. So that has been another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a Bourbon and Baseball podcast. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Instagram, Barrels, the letter N, Barrels, pod as well as Facebook and YouTube. Twitter, that is Barrels and Barrels because they don't allow enough characters. And then also that email is Barrels and Barrels Pod at or Barrels and Barrels at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, subscribe, as well as rate us and review us. We're on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google, as well as iHeartRadio Podcast. So go find us there. Thanks again to National Barrel Company for having us here. Come check them out. It's been a fantastic experience. You're going to love their juice, so come on down. Michael, any last words? Let's go. Let's go.